Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games and as always I'm Christian. And I'm Christoph. <laughs> welcome Christoph and thank you for joining us on this amazing journey we are about to begin. Oh boy. So. In the past, we have decided to do some mini-series kind of stuff, right, with like game mechanics and, uh, you know, mental health and stuff, you know, little things like that. And we actually just came up with a new one for you guys that we are super excited about because it is something that I feel has not been done and at all or enough frankly right like it's been kind of difficult to find information on some of these games but we are going to be traveling across the world episode by episode bringing you games specific to that country that region or whatever how specific we want to get for said episode right <laughs> And it's going to be awesome. Like there's so, so many different types of games out there from indie studios to AAA that we just <laughs> don't know the history behind them well enough, right? And there's a lot of different types of lore and stories and culture that is being preserved through these games that is amazing to see. And just with the little bit of research that we've done so far, which we are super excited to continue our research, it's just been so much fun. We're finding stuff out that's like really, really cool, seeing different ways of doing something, uh, seeing different ways of incorporating dip, uh, various types of culture, lore, and all that stuff. And a way, this is a new way to preserve something. And I'm just so excited about it because this is the kind of stuff that really gets me jazzed about games. And it, it's, it is a new type of media form that we can now feasibly use as a preservation tool for stories as well, right? Like think about the past where a lot of this lore gets passed down from either word of mouth or through books or movies. Now we're seeing it in games too, and it is phenomenal. It's a great journey to go on, and hopefully we find a lot of games to pique your guys' interest and maybe bring you something that you've never heard of but you're excited to find about or even something that's part of your culture that you had no idea was out there, that's our goal. We're trying to find that stuff for you and bring it to you guys. So this is the first episode of our journey across the world through gaming. And we are stopping off on our, like somewhere pretty close to home for us, at least we're here in San Diego, California. So we figured what better place to start our journey first than Mexico. Mexico has some amazing history behind it. So much culture, so much lore behind everything that they do. And it's not just Spanish lore. It, there, we have the Mayans, the Aztecs, the Olmecs. We, there's so much there. And what's beautiful about the way Mexico preserves its, its history is that you still find pockets of it, like the way people were living in the past. There's still many indigenous tribes out there who are following the same cultures and customs that they have been for generations. And it's come into games right like that's such a weird thing to think about right like mm -hmm. thinking about something like a, a cultural practice that's been going on for generations we're now starting to see it in video games how cool is that i don't know i'm just i'm over the moon with this topic and just been having a lot of fun with it but I, yeah go ahead i love anything that really like kind of allows you to learn more about a culture um 
for me growing up, I always read books about different cultures and uh, movies. I mean, my mom being an immigrant, she kind of like, I don't say spoon fed me different cultures to kind of learn, but she didn't want me to be, you know, like a typical uh, like American kid who just, you know, only thinks about, you know, like American history and stuff like that. She's like, you need to learn about the world. I want you to like understand other people so you can, you know, so you don't sit there and think, well, I'm from America. I'm the best, you know, like Mm -hmm. I want you to be humble. I guess that's a way to put it. Yeah. And, you know, now with games being made practically almost everywhere, like it's crazy. Like, Places There's even Alaskan I wouldn't tribes out there, like in the tundra, fucking making games. Like, how cool is that? I don't. But, <sighs> yeah, and it's it's cool because it's like for me, games. It's my favorite media. So if you're able to bring awareness to a culture in a form of a game, where it's for me a little bit easier to understand than just reading a book, it's awesome, you know. And you're reaching new places with it much easier right think about you know books about stuff like that there's there's thousands of books but no one really is gonna see them Mm -hmm. whereas a game it's a little bit easier to get that across which means more awareness to a culture or a group and it's just cool you know there's so many different lives out there in this world and so many of them just don't know because there's not really much on them and if you're able to bring awareness to this it's awesome it it validates everybody and i mean everyone should be validated Mm -hmm. like think about all the books that have been lost through time right through Mm -hmm. digit or just it falling apart decomposing or whatever it may be being burned in certain wars but games are online they're everywhere they're mass produced and produced around the world and given to the world right and it's just a a brilliant way of sharing cultural ideals and things like that and i do want to kind of mention we aren't starting in america because i i don't know like american games get so much buzz already right like so we want to give you guys something different to think about something new that you might not have thought about before in the past and give these other cultures their time to shine they're you know it's it's only right. It makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. It you you it's easier to find an American game company cuz you know, a lot of the bigger studios are from this country, mm-hmm. but it's we want to bring awareness to smaller studios and there's some bigger studios in other countries as well. Oh, I'm yeah, just saying America's all the big ones, yeah. but you know, it's we want to bring light to these other developers or studios that just aren't getting as much attention as they should for some of the hard work that they do. Mm -hmm. And it's honestly doing the research in these episodes so far. It's been amazing. I found so many different groups and games that I'm really excited to like dive into. Yeah. So this is going to be a really fun series. So strap in because it might be a long one. You never know. There's a lot of stuff for us to explore out there. So here we go. The first game of that we want to talk about actually wasn't developed in Mexico specifically, right? But I feel like this is such a strong story and a part of 
Mexico that we need to remember it and know the severity and the struggles that go through something like this, right? So the game was called Borders, and it actually was is developed by Gonzalez Alvarez, who is the son of two immigrants who did end up crossing the border, the Texas-Mexico border, to come to America. And he made this game as an inspiration uh, he, he was actually inspired by Trump's oppression and trying to lock down the borders and basically hide and, you know, like cover all of the struggle and the loss that has been going on in Mexico to fight for a better life. Right. So he wanted to make something to help preserve that struggle, but not show it in a bright light. Right. Like he tried to keep it as raw and real as possible. Um while this game is presented as more of a traditional arcade-style arcade game, it's actually built into an arcade cabinet, too, which is mm. amazing. And you, if you want to uh, check it out, you can actually check it out at the Lamar University in Texas. It's on display there, and it's playable, which is really, really cool. Um, but we'll touch bases on that in a little bit. Let's break down the premise a little bit more here. So you are a... You are someone who is trying to cross the border, the Texas-Mexico border. And as you're going through your journey, you're fought or you're you're trying to fight off various different things that people do go through uh, when they're trying to accomplish this task or or go on this journey, per se. Right. Um, one of them, obviously, is dehydration. So as you're traveling along, you have to find various uh, sources of water to make sure that your character doesn't die of dehydration. Another thing that you have to do is hide from Border Patrol because they are out there to shoot you on sight. There is no arrest, detain, and send them back. That is something that we like to think happens, and maybe it does to some, but for many, that is not the case. It is shoot on sight, which is a horrible idea, but it's showcased in this game, and I think it's very important to remember that. Um, and another thing, too, that you have that you have to do in this game is just survive right that's the hardest part of this game is to just survive the journey itself and uh, Alvarez even says that not a lot of people make it through this game but one of the things that he added into it is that whenever a player dies on their journey their skeleton is left behind for the next player to see so there's some shots of the game right now that I was looking at where there's certain areas where you just see a pile of skeletons who of all the people who have played this game who died in that one area trying to get past right and it's mm -hmm. it there's a lot to it like despite being pixel graphics and kind of like cute right like it, it it's it's a weird juxtaposition of it, but the message it still itself still comes across so strong and so powerful of how much loss comes from this journey of just trying to get a better life. And, you know, that's exactly what we did in the first place to immigrate here to America. We were all just or they were looking for a better life. So why do like why do people of Mexico have to go through such struggles like that to accomplish this? It's just, it, there's a lot to this title and it really hits home, home, like watching some of these videos of it. And it, it really got to me. That's for sure. Yeah, I actually didn't really, I didn't know about this one. And I, uh, when you were talking about it, I looked it up and it's, it is interesting with the skeletons. Like it actually is like on the screen and, 
it's a really interesting idea and it it's won awards too like it's it's really uh ingenious is not the word it's very like impactful. it's such an interesting topic yeah, yeah it's impactful that's what i meant and you know it being in a little arcade like the little arcade cabinet it's so cute too I, I really like how it looks. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's approachable. That's the thing that's so deceiving about this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And what's really interesting, too, about the color choices of the cabinet, I really suggest looking up some images of this game and the cabinet itself, is it's bright, it's colorful. It almost makes it feel like the, it's the hope and dreams, right? Like that whole idea of, like, I'm going to accomplish something amazing. I'm going to better my life. Like, it's all cheerful colors. But then when you dive into the game itself and the gameplay, that's when, like, the harsh reality comes in and it starts getting more and more dark. Where even, at, like, while you're going across your journey, you don't just encounter these skeletons of previous players. You'll see just random bodies who were shot, who died of dehydration, or even people who are tied up with bags on their heads who are being guarded by border patrol right like there's a lot of that too this game is really really intense for being a cabinet game and i love the fact that he made the cabinet feel approachable so like the idea of bettering your life is an approachable idea but then you have to go through the struggle to actually accomplish it and i think it's really I mean, it is an ingenious idea, right? Like, it, it really is. But it's an impactful message along with it. So, Yeah, it's it's always interesting to me when there's, like, a game like this where it's, like, actually a real-life struggle, you know? And it's it's done in a really powerful way, you know? And it's I feel like more games should be made highlighting this kind of stuff to make more people aware of the situations Mm -hmm. that are out there, you know, because I feel a lot of people turn a blind eye to it or they think the media like blows things out of proportion and, you know, but there's, this exists, this happens out there and it's, you know, it's good that games or any kind of media really brings down, brings it to people's attention that, Hey, like the grass isn't always green everywhere, you know? Yeah, but this game is very heavy and I wanted to start with this game for a reason because it is it's so true to life, right? And I'm sure a lot of us in Southern California know somebody who went through this struggle or who has parents who've gone through this struggle or grandparents, right? And it's just, it's something to remember. But let's let's take it back a little bit. Let's rein it in from the dark side of history of Mexico and go a little bit on the lighter side, right? Um, mm-hmm. So there's a tribe out there. They are called the Tarahumara tribe. And they are, it's an indigenous uh, tribe that still follows their original customs today, which is amazing. And for some people, that name might sound a little bit familiar, right? The Tarahumara were actually showcased a lot in multiple documentaries across media for being insane marathon runners. These people, their stamina is out of this world. It's almost godlike. It's it's crazy. Some of the how far can they run? Okay, so are you ready for this? Because this blew my mind. Right. First of all, before we dive into how far they can run, because it's it's a number that's going to like break your brain. Trust me. 
thinking about the marathon and how difficult it is, right? Like I'm training for a half marathon and that's hard. A marathon is said to be one of the hardest things that an athlete can do because of how exhausting it is, how much it eats away at your body, amount of the chafing, the rubbing, just so many different complications that can come up from a marathon run. And the reason why it's called marathon is actually due to the fact that, you know, during the war, one of the wars in Greece, the there were messengers that would run back and forth to the town of Marathon and they would oh. run so fast or, or like the run was so grueling and hard a lot of the messengers actually collapsed and died after this run and that's 26 miles right so that's where marathon comes from now learn something new <laughs> there you go now let's go to the Tarahumara now okay you ready for this because this is insane so one of their records that they broke and they hold today is that they were able like to run 435 miles in 48 hours. 48 hours? Yes, nonstop. That's crazy. Like, think about that number for a second. A marathon is 26 miles and the world record for it just got broke a couple years ago and they finally made or ran the marathon in an hour and 59 minutes right that's 26 miles but that person would toast at the end of it they had couldn't do anything uh, after yeah. that 435 Jesus. miles in 48 days running straight that's like I'm trying to think. That's like maybe from South California, like North California, isn't it? It's something like from New York to Chicago or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which okay. is insane, right? That's such a crazy amount of distance to cover. Now, here's the kicker. It gets even more intense than that, right? That marathon run, that that world record that got set was run in very specific shoes that were custom designed by the runner and Nike to give him the best possible performance, right? And we put a lot of emphasis on this shoe wear that we use while we're running. Now, the Tarahumara, can you guess what they wear when they're running? They don't have Nikes because they keep that's like modern society out of their culture. They're very heavy. They're really big on that. Like they want to keep their customs the same. They go barefoot. It's either barefoot, they run in sandals made out of deer skin, or they run in mm. sandals that they made out of tires that they find abandoned in the desert. Huh. So think about that, right? A sandal or barefoot running 435 miles in 48 hours. Crazy. Just it, it blew my mind whenever I heard about this story. So that's why a lot of people will know who the Tarahumara tribe is because they are like gods amongst endurance athletes. And if you don't know yeah. any more about them or if you want to know more about them, like I said, there's countless documentaries. There's actually some really interesting podcasts that have been made about them who people are trying to, you know, learn from the Tarahumara, but they, they don't let people train with them. Like it's really interesting stuff. But mm. let's go to the game side now. Now that we have a little bit of history on the Tarahumara, there's a this game studio came out there actually went to the tribe itself and asked permission to gather their stories of their gods, their deities, all that, and their beliefs in order to preserve it into a video game. 
And I thought that was amazing that the Tarahumara actually agreed to allow their stories to be shared like that. It's such a beautiful thing, but it took a lot to gain the trust of that tribe in order to accomplish this. So that game is called Mulaka. Mulaka is a very interesting title. On the surface value, it looks like an indie game that you might pass up, right? But there's so much more behind this title that is amazing. Uh, the art style is low poly, right? Um, but the low poly is actually on purpose. So some people might look at it as a way to, you know, for studios who have a lower budget, they might go that route. But the low poly was actually picked because it was mimicking the geometric art style of the Tarahumara tribe. So they're really mm -hmm. trying to keep it in with the culture. And so you play as Mulaka, and Mulaka actually means uh, a shaman, basically, right? So you're playing as a shaman who has the ability to speak with deities and demigods. And there is a dark force in the underworld that's coming up and corrupting the earth. And you are now tasked to stop this dark force sounds like a very typical idea for a video game, but it is actually ingrained in cultural stories from the Tarahumara, which is really, really cool. And all of the demigods that you interact with are actual demigods that the Tarahumara believe in and pray to and all that, which is amazing. The sound design, the, the music that's played is actually inspired by their actual music that they make and play. Uh, even whenever you're healing yourself, you do a little dance that's kind of, it's based off of a ceremonial dance that the Tarahumara actually do. So there's a lot to this game and I feel like it, it needs a little bit more buzz, right? It is available on like Nintendo Switch. So like you can get it on anywhere. It's on Steam. You can get it on Windows, Mac, all that fun stuff. You can play this game right now, Xbox, all that stuff. But I feel like this game is one of those that when you look at it really quickly, you might pass it up unless you actually know the history behind it. And there's so much history behind this game. Then it's such a great example of cultural preservation and what games can do for that that I just, I've fallen in love with this title. And it's just amazing to me what this this is able to do. It's really fascinating. I feel like this was one of the games that really kind of like made us want to do this subject, mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it makes me wish that like more games like this could be done everywhere around the world, you know? And this... This game looks really, like, really damn cool, too. Like, I love low-poly stuff, you know? Like, for me, I don't need fidelity. I I love low-poly stuff like this because it has more character, you know? It, it just, it feels real and in a weird way was, of putting it. And the fact that it was it. picked for a specific reason is super cool, too, right? Like, mm -hmm. the fact that it's mimicking the actual art style of the try, I, I don't know. There's so much to that that I love. Another thing, too, is that I've always been interested in, you know, the mythology and, you know, stuff over there, you know, and it's I feel like growing up, it was always, you know, Greek mythology, Roman mythology, stuff like that, like your typical stuff. And then if I was lucky, I was able to find like a whole different regions like beliefs and you know demigods gods spirits stuff like that but when it comes to like you know like different regions you just 
I mean, more so when I was younger, I couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. And it always bummed me out because I was always interested, like, in Mexico's, like, with the pyramids and, mm-hmm. and the Aztecs and all that. And I'm just like, I want to learn more. And But our education when, system is very European-based. So we'll yeah. never get that, which is such a shame. Because yeah, the, it's a bummer. the lore behind Mexico is so rich and amazing. Like, look at the Aztec lore uh, itself. Like, it, having... A game, it's actually something I wanted to ask about. Like maybe we do a make a game based on cultural society too eventually, right? Like what would we do with the cultural lore? Because you have things like Emiliano Zapata, right? Who is an amazing revolutionary figure that I could totally see a game developed around him completely. Or if you go even further back to the Mayan god Pakal, Pakal the Great, Mm-hmm. He has an amazing story where he became king at 10 years old and he actually has the longest reign of any other king in Mayan culture. And he was able to bring up so much of the society and like really develop a lot of the science that they used and the astrology and all that fun stuff. Like there's so much there. I freaking love it. Like there's there's so much to pull from. And we don't get to know that history because our education system here, at least in America, is very European based, which sucks because there's so much more out there that's either a more interesting or b more meaningful that we don't get. That's the thing, the meaningful part of it, you know, like. I don't know, I felt like the what we learn in school is just it. As cool as some of those stories were, it didn't have a whole lot of meaning behind it. And it's whitewashed. That's why when yeah. a game like this and I can like dive into it, it 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 feels different. You know, it just hits different. And I don't know. Makes me want to explore more mm-hmm. in this realm. Yeah. Alright. So the last game that I wanted to bring up is one of the newer games. It's actually not out yet. It's set to release in 2025, so it's he- still heavily in production. But it goes back even further in the culture. And this is where we start getting really interesting. Remember how I just brought up the fact that Mayan and Aztec culture has a really rich history? Well, this game takes that and runs with it. So we're going to be talking a little bit about Mictlan an ancient mythical tale, right? It's kind of a long title, but what it is, is it's an action game, right? Kind of think of the Assassin's Creed style kind of game, you know, like your Ghost of Tsushima. It has that vibe to it. It's made in the Unreal Engine. So the characters are very realistic and the character design, check out their Instagram. Holy crap. Like the character design is phenomenal and it's true, right? That's one of the big things that I love about this game is that from like everything from the makeup to the costume design, all that stuff, the characters, like they are grounded in reality. It is actually what those people wore during the time or how they adorned themselves during that time. And the whole premise behind this game is actually pretty crazy. So it's actually set during the Spanish conquest of Mexico. And a quick little synopsis is actually the synopsis that the designers made for this game, which I think speaks worlds for it, is that the whole goal is to explore a vast open world, learn how to survive the journey across Miklan or the Valley of the Death, while ancient Mesoamerican gods meddle with your fate and Spanish soldiers want your head on a stake, right? Like, how how cool does that sound, right? Like, 
it's such an interesting <laughs> concept for a game, but I love it because it's not just showing the real history behind it of when the conquistadors came to Mexico and wiped out the Aztec race, right? Like they, they demolished him. And this is a horror, like talk about genocide. This is genocide on a whole new level where they're like the Aztecs were erased from the earth because of this event. And it's something that we don't even really talk about, which is horrible to think, right? Like this is an entire culture gone in the matter mm-hmm. of years. And what's great about this game is that it showcases that struggle and gamifies it and preserves the idea. But then it also brings in the gods and deities as the people of that time would see them, right? Like they were, they saw, like they, you know, obviously the gods probably weren't walking around, but they were such, so ingrained in their life. And they really thought that these gods were walking around in the forest and stuff. So having your character actually interact with the deities while dealing with the real world struggle of fighting off the Spanish conquistadors. I love this mix and it just, everything I've seen so far has been blowing my mind. And honestly to the mind of my fiance, my fiance is really big and she's Mexican as well. And she actually studied a lot of uh, Latin American art. She was really big into Aztec and Mayan art when she was going to school for fine arts and all that stuff, right? Um, And she is not a gamer at all. She doesn't like video games. Nothing catches her eye. I could barely get her to watch a trailer for more than three seconds. I put this trailer on and she was hooked. She was like, where's this game? I need this in my life. And that's what I really love about these games. And I think that's what really sparked the interest to, for us to want to explore this mini series is the fact that how games can be used as a preservation tool and tell a story that hasn't been told yet in a very interesting and engaging way. This is a perfect example of that, where it's taking real world history, making it interesting, and it's giving representation to people who feel like they were never represented in this media form before and doing it in a very mm-hmm. interesting way. So, yeah. Yeah, I actually didn't know about this one. Um, so when you when I saw it written down, I was like, oh, what is this? And as you were talking, I was like, oh, this looks I don't think anything like this has ever been done Mm-mm. about this history. I mean, I feel like already there's not even that much history on it, honestly, especially like on this viewpoint and looking at just the little bit that's out. I mean, it looks like, I think it says it's coming out 2025. Yeah. Possibly. But with what they have, the concept video and art, it, I mean, it looks like it's going to be amazing. The character art is amazing right like it's gorgeous what they have and the imagery of everything is kind of how i always pictured that you know like when i like read the stories and stuff like it's it's truly fascinating you know it's uh, there's so much to this world and it's like i want to learn so much but i feel like there's not enough space in my brain to learn (laughs) about everybody that's the unfortunate part about it but that's where we are going to be coming in, right? There's way too much, like you don't have enough time to research this stuff. So we're going to help you guys out. We're going to 
find these games for you. We're going to bring them to your attention because they deserve your attention. These games mean a lot to a lot of people and not just for a gameplay point of view. And I think that's something that I really wanted to hark on to. It's 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 free flowing from the conversation that me and Chris had off mic earlier about game reviews. And one of the things that really frustrated me or I was getting kind of upset about was how game reviews are done whenever it comes to games like these that have such a cultural meaning behind them. Like they can be very harsh, like focusing on things that might not be important or go away from the original intent of the game itself. And I feel like we need to change that concept or people need to educate themselves better whenever they're doing these reviews instead of just trying to make clickbait and be current right like it's just it's a frustrating thing so what we hope we're hoping at least the goal of this like this little series is to bring these games like i guess the right kind of light right like really speak about them in the way that they should be spoken about or, we want to focus on the message and not, you know, the the performance, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Because so many reviews out there focus on the jank. And they're like, well, you know, because it didn't run good on, say, a Switch, it's, you know, it it's just a bad game because it doesn't run right. And it's like, well, I mean, that's the hardware. But if you play it on a PlayStation, it probably plays fine. So bring that up. But don't make it just be like well you know it doesn't run too well on a handheld but the core game is still good you know it's so many people want to focus on the bad because they know people will listen to the bad more mm-hmm. but if you focus on what the game brings that's different compared to any other game in the like i want to say platform i mean anywhere you know like these games they stand out you know and it's i feel like people aren't focusing on that they're just focusing on it like it's just another game to review which you know is understandable for the longest time i didn't care to really know where a game was made but after like diving into this kind of stuff it's like dude i want to know like where all these games i play are made you know and like learn more about it it's just it's we need to change it yeah yeah and that's our goal here we're going to be changing that pretty damn soon that's that's one of our missions here our main mission is to build up a community of people who are excited about games and want to know more about them in a different manner. But I think we have a new mission here, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like we have a new mission to educate people on how to actually appreciate games and think about it like film theory, right? Where's our game theory classes? We need that kind of stuff. And I think that this is the start of it. This is going to, I don't know. I feel like this is something that's going to be very important and it might just be important for us, but that's fine, right? Like it's changing our mindset. And if we change a couple of people's mindsets on how they like view games or approach them, we've done our job, in my opinion. So before we start rambling on too much, I think that's going to do it for us this week. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed our first little installment here as we journey across the world through video games right and we are going to continue this on uh for we don't know how many weeks but we'll see how many it goes and we're gonna be trying to touch on a lot of cultures that are underrepresented right 
like we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. we're not really going to be focusing on American culture because that's well represented. We want to find those hidden gems out there. And if you guys have any hidden gems that you are aware of or a culture that you want us to represent and find something on, then send it our way and we'll be more than happy to do that research for you guys and hopefully bring you something exciting to learn about whether you play it or not or just share it with your friends and family like that's it it's all the same right right now the goal is preservation and i think that gaming is now in a place where it can be a part of that conversation and be an amazing way to preserve culture and stories from our past uh, Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening and join us next week when we go somewhere else in the world. Who knows? <laughs> we'll find out and you will too. On the next We're going week. to your house. We might go to your house. Who knows? Hopefully you got cookies. I don't know. I'm hungry. I just ran, so I'm super hungry. But <laughs> all right, you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, bye. Bye.